0: Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me as usual is uh, masticating Ben Hibbert. Hello there. There you go, a chew on just in time.
1: <laughs> just, just just enough down to
0: talk. <laughs> the, the man who is now the second cutest puppy in his house, Liam Baker.
2: Hello, does masticating mean eating?
0: Yeah, sorry. Well, chewing
2: specifically, yeah.
1: Also, the puppy's not in his house because she's decided clearly to not live with him yet,
0: because why would <laughs> <she>? <laughs> What? Oh, okay. he, he's getting technical, and it's it, it <laughs> ruined the joke. <laughs> but there we go. And and also also joining us today is a sith taker uh, who's been on a few times before. It's Mr. Tom Reed. Hiya, Tom. Good evening all. I was struggling oh. to find a joke there, and I didn't want to just go with something about the tallest man in the farcast focus, or whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> too easy.
3: It's because <laughs> I've been out the loop, so there's been no uh, been nothing to bully me for a while.
2: <laughs> no, no, come, he's on, in,
3: come uh, on, come on, back an old, New beginner, isn't
2: he? Yeah,
1: he's, yeah. you're, still an, you're still an awful person. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, so we're going to do a little bit more chat about the expo because tom and liam were both there and both played um so we are going to chat a little bit about that today um i'm going to try and talk about the kyber cup but everybody's going to shut me down um but it's fine i'll try and talk about it anyway um and then we're also going to have a quick chat we're going to start actually with a quick chat with tom um basically about 2.5 so um Well, not 2.5, I want to say 2.6 almost, but it is really 2.5. So um, it's fair to say that on this podcast and in other places, Tom, you weren't the biggest fan of the initial version of AMG's game. That's fair to say, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I think that's probably um, putting it mildly.
0: I'm I'm trying to keep it it PG rated.
3: Yeah, that's fair. Um, (laughs) No, absolutely. I think I was quite vocal in my dislike of the of the new version um and 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 the fact that i think the calling it a new version is the is the problem and where probably some of my own problems lay um we briefly touched on it earlier i think once you get your head around the idea that there's quite drastic changes um but it doesn't necessarily mean their changes are bad if you can get over the salt of your room again that's the um that's the big critical thing that I managed to do and and as you mentioned earlier spoilers alert but yeah I did play at expo although I hadn't hadn't touched 2.5 previously but had a really really good weekend
0: L- little bit of a surprise for me looking through the TTS to see how you know Liam and Ben and Tim were doing and you know other people whose names are recognised who've been to the expo and there did I see your name sitting at 3 and 0 and going is he playing? Is this a joke? Has somebody signed up as Tom Reed and is having a laugh? Yeah. It, it, wasn't, it, was actually uh, you.
3: it was real. Um, I did my standard... And ben will give me... Hey, hey! For it ...in a second. Sorry. Um, I did my standard, messaged people, tell me what to fly on the morning of 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 the expo, got given an Imperial list, ironically, having not bothered with Imperial for seven years, um, and gave it a go. Um Good old uh, 186 lads, Ben especially, um, from down there, gave me a bit of a talk through the scenarios before round one.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd just like and, to uh, point out as well that Tom didn't have any of the cards with him as usual. He was messaging, trying to get cards and things. I'd <laughs> only just... made the
3: decision to play pretty last minute. And he messaged us all difference. saying, tell, tell Chris to hold on for me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was late with registration and the good lads down there. Uh, held it open for a few seconds to let me in <laughs>
0: my goodness so what what was it what made you want to, so we, we chatted a little bit before recording and basically you said you, you you wanted to treat it as like a new game rather than yeah exactly. I, it to version two you wanted to treat it as a new game so what made you want to just like jump into the expo without having done anything
3: um i think just being there really i was there anyway um so I was looking around, and actually, once I started seeing the boys roll up on Friday and got chatting to some of them, and that that general, you know, that big tournament buzz, um, yeah. you know, you start to see those faces, you start to see the people, and I thought, you know what, I, I, I'd sort of made the... I think I'd come to the conclusion beforehand that at some point I was going to try it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd managed to get myself into a much better place mentally in, in relation to the game. And to basically be like, well actually let's just treat it as a new game that's got no buy-in at all because I own everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I've got nothing to lose. If I hate it, I'm right. I still hate it. And if I don't, oh, bonus. Um,
0: So I guess the million dollar question is, other than we we talked about it last week, you have not played any 2.5 at all. Picked up a pretty degenerate list i think it was a darth vader plus some tie fighters or something like that um which is like a, a top end list anyway um but yeah. you went four and two um yeah. so you know you did alright so aside from the fact that you won more than you lost um you did better than evens you didn't make cut you know but
3: you no know. i had a fantastic game 6 for the cut um and it actually came down to um, the last shot which um, i didn't manage to score the kill i needed um But beyond that one incident, uh, and, and overall, what made the day a success was actually I, I understood and started to see a little bit more of the nuance of how the the relationship between killing stuff to earn points and the scenarios to earn points worked,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and also that you know and I hold my hands up to this that some of my fears around the rules change to two point five how they didn't actually play out quite yeah. in 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 reality. They were re- looking at them written down. And yeah. also not only looking at them written down, but when that first news broke, and and don't get me wrong, still problems, but they are smaller and different to what I, I suggested before. Um, yeah. the when that news first broke and we and basically I was trying to head sim how those rules changed and impacted the way I wanted to play X-Wing in a dogfight-only scenario. Yeah. It was it was horrific, mm-hmm. um, and I let everyone know that. However, actually trying it now in the scenarios that they have put out there and in the general scenario of what you're trying to achieve now, mm-hmm. a lot of those worries don't happen. The self-bumping, the, the flying into your own stuff. You, you're not flying in quite the same way because yeah. you've got these other points on the map that you need to think about and need to be. Mm-hmm. The idea of initiative changing and not quite knowing, it isn't as big a deal. So it I mean, was, it,
0: what, was it road that was the thing that surprised you the most or, or were there other parts
3: as well? Um, I think the biggest single surprise was actually that I quite enjoyed the objectives. Okay. I think that was the biggest single surprise, but closely followed by how Little Road bothered me. Yeah. I
0: think there's a thing that at the Expo they did, um, they played what, what Ollie and a few other people have started coining 2.6.
3: Yeah, um, that was so the yeah. general sort of yeah. um, reference around the room was 2.6. And quite a few people um, said to me that I probably actually did myself a favour by dodging
0: 2.5.
3: Yeah. But, and I've come back it Come back in at a much better place for the game.
0: Yeah, 2.5 did feel, now that we're playing 2.6, 2.5 felt very beta. Um, like, yeah. you know, we think this is fine, but we haven't had a big enough playtest group to really knock the corners off it. So we're just going to set it loose and see what happens. Where 2.6 yes. has actually listened to the community feedback and people have said. You know, sorry, go on. I was
3: going to say, the one thing I really wish is that they just sort of communicated that better. Mm hmm. If they could have just said, you know what, lads, this is where we're at. This is the sort of direction we want to go in. This is what we're looking to do and we will be making, you know, we're, we're not opposed to like wholesale changes on the back of it. I think 2.6 seems to be a better place, a much better place where we've ended up, you know, and that, you know, just in my head and from what I've heard from people. But the general consensus around the room was still still work to be done, but these all these changes are huge steps in the right direction.
0: Yeah, moving it moving in the right way. I mean, Liam, you, you were kind of not well, you bobbed on briefly last week, but I think you were kind of in the same space as Tom, um, but you kind of were powering through and trying to trying to play through two point five. Have have you found that your enjoyment has picked up since they made the recent changes? Or do you hate uh, even more now because it, it killed one of your lists that you loved or something?
2: No, uh, my list shouldn't have worked. But it did, <laughs> so I took it but it it wasn't good for the game. Mm -hmm. And I took it to prove a point, really. Uh, I kind of regret playing through that stage, though. I wish I was in the position that Tom was in, of just jumping in. Uh, I mean, from the start, I've been quite uh, wary of 2.5, to put it kindly.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. I think it's in a better stage now. By all means, like it, it's far better than what we were originally given. Uh, I don't enjoy it as much as 2.0. Uh, I definitely find the days of playing it far more difficult than I did 2.0. Like I was, comp- like I definitely did have things going on outside which didn't help, but I definitely felt more burned out than I ever did mm-hmm. after the expo.
3: To I, I, I felt tired having played six rounds in a day. Um, there would be an element of, of me having not done it for a while, but I actually felt that my brain was was trying to do something it was much less familiar with in terms of, I'm not just trying to outplay this bloke on the joust or the fight now. Um, there's far more things to think about. Um, and that definitely, for, in my head, played into feeling more tired and a bit more fatigued comes that saturday night um just trying to think about these additional factors these these additional trade-offs and these points um it was quite interesting around the room to see lists that generally focused on killing other stuff did reasonably well yeah i think Um, that's due to the change yeah i agree um it's that, so that was quite an interesting thing to see for me really when, when such a big deal had been made about the objectives yeah whereas think, actually there's still there's a bit of space to say well actually I think I'm just going to try and kill you really fast yeah
0: it, I think if you like I looked at a lot of the games on, on stream so they obviously streamed you know about 10 games over the course of the, the weekend 10-11 games over the course of the weekend and I watched you know half a dozen of them live and I've caught up with the other ones and you look at the number of objectives and you think, right, the most points I can get from objectives in any given turn is probably four. If I'm lucky, I'm not ever gonna really get five. Um and I'm more likely to be getting two or three. Um but yeah. if you can point four three dice guns at a single ship, there's a chance that you just get five points or four points plus your objective yeah. points. So, you know, I've started counting when I'm playing um how many points you win by objectives and how many points you get from um, kills and it tends to be like between 8 and 12 points of objectives and then the rest is kills and that can take you up to like kind of 26 points 23 points whatever you know but you're getting just over 10 points in kills Um, this is on a win obviously and around about 10 points in objectives but that's not including scramble the one that's only got a three that's a bit different it's a bit weird um because that's basically like a a slightly more interesting dogfight because there's three Mm -hmm. points to argue over rather than the one point in the middle um and yeah i think there's um... something about murder list the the ship count has come down as well um which means that it's easier to then go in and alpha something off so which is why we've seen the rise of the list like Bartosz and ollie and andy cameron were using at the weekend which are just you know Double modded proton torpedoes at you know I6 or whatever. Um,
3: yeah, and I think the the, the alpha, what because the, because the average number of ships has come down, the alpha now removes a greater percentage of your opponent's list and therefore yeah. is naturally more powerful. Um, yeah. for me, I must admit, I had it. <laughs> almost a perfect example of trying too many things to remember. I had a fantastic game against uh. Um, Louis from the 186, and uh, I ended up losing the game 20 points to 19 um, in, a, in a genuinely really good game. Ironically, it was the one that's most like 2.0, where there's just a central objective. Yeah. A chance encounter, is it maybe? Um, yeah. Just yeah, a yeah. fight with a central objective. Um, yeah. And I'd got, a, a, I'd got a, um, a ship pointing down the board up towards the top left as I was looking. And I chose to do... The ship was pointing back towards me and I, tried, I chose to do a sloop to to the right. And uh, and in my head in that moment, I was just thinking about my angle for the shot and, and how I wanted... And almost my old head as to how I wanted to play the next turn out or the subsequent turns out. And I felt that that, that sloop to the right gave me the best angle either for a shot or to come back into the fight later.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Totally forgot that that sloop to the right puts me outside of the objective range yeah whereas if i look back and sloop to the left i'm in the objective range and actually we go to 2020 then yeah rather than i losing by a point and it and it was just that sort of over the over that game the objective didn't matter too much until you completely took your eye off it and then i was like oh hang on now i've screwed myself
0: yeah, um, I have noticed that as well. There's a bit where you play a game and you're thinking, I'm doing really well here. I'm, you know, ticking the objective points up. I'm threatening yeah. to take ships off. You know, I'm I'm creating good kill boxes while maintaining my objective score ticking up. And then all of a sudden you go, I can kill something and you jump on it. And all of your ships just dive out of the objectives. And suddenly yeah. you just lose those points. You know, either a ship comes <laughs> behind you and flips them. Or, you know, you're yeah. not contesting them anymore or, or whatever. Um, Yeah, I think you're right. You need to constantly be aware of them because you might be thinking, oh, I can dive in here and kill that guy. But that guy might just be about... We had um, Martin Chivers on last week and he was like, occasionally his TIE swarm, he just went, well, that one's got one health left, so I'm just going to five straight over there and barrel roll and claim an objective. And then I'm going to one hard and barrel roll around that objective for the rest of the game until you come over and try and kill me. Um, And do you want to point your entire list at my evading TIE fighter? Um, Yeah, exactly.
3: And it's that... that it's. I guess it's those those moments where you're, if you're going to consciously make the decision to leave the objectives, fine, do so, but make it a conscious decision. Yeah. Just understand what you're giving up to try and achieve the thing that you have aimed for. Whereas I had a few moments being brand new to it and out of practice in X-Wing in general, where they are, they might not have been conscious decisions. I just made the choice and then realised the consequences later, mm-hmm. and that and that's probably cost me. That certainly cost me the one loss. The other loss was probably one of those general miscalculations where I thought I, I actually made a conscious decision to, to not contest the objectives in quite as hard a manner, against the Jedi, mm-hmm. and to go on the offense and try and kill him. Um, and in the end, I didn't. Co- I just didn't kill quickly enough to make that decision the correct one. Um, it still, it still came down to a, a four dice defender trying to kill Anakin with one health at the end of the game um and I nearly did it and unfortunately I didn't quite get the result I needed to, to actually meant that I would have won that game by a point mm-hmm. so the miscalculation was only a slight um but it was a miscalculation because I gave up quite a lot of objective points over the course of the game yeah. and actually I quite liked that um I quite like that decision. I quite like that choice between, okay, can I go here, can I just go and kill him? Is that gonna make it is that gonna make up for the fact that I'm giving up on certainly some objective points over the course of the game?
0: Yeah, I mean you you've been playing or I don't know how much you've been playing, but you were getting into Legion, um, during your hiatus from X Wing during the, the, the two point five kind of months or You know, three months or so, did did the objective play in Legion kind of did that click your brain? Interestingly, probably thinking,
3: interestingly, it probably wasn't Legion, um, but that almost certainly did happen. One of the guys that I play locally here probably brought up the fact that what I've actually been doing is playing quite a lot of uh, Middle Earth strategy battle game, okay, which is very heavily objective focused,
0: yeah, yeah,
3: and I think that probably did open my mind up in a very similar way to what you say, Legion. I think that probably did open my thinking up to, to objective play in general. Yeah. And actually maybe make me a little bit more receptive to it.
0: Yeah. I and mean, a lot of the Sith takers went off to Middle Earth um during COVID because, you know, they, yeah. they, they were hobbying together on it. And um Sean, who used to talk on the pod quite a lot, um was playing it and he's, you know, been doing tournaments and he said it's great fun because, you know, you can have one rider of Rohan left. And they can still win the game win. against loads yeah. of things because they literally just gallop from objective to objective, just tagging points. Um, and if yeah. you're far enough ahead, that one... that And it's the equivalent of, you know, sending one chip um, on satellite to, like, steal that point, over and, over to, like, steal that point yeah. and then steal it again and then steal it again. And when people come towards them, five straight across the back of the board and go for the next one um, and just keep ticking yeah. the points up, making sure that you're you're scoring points. And, you know, they're frustratedly trying to kill you. And it's like, well, there's four other objectives... You could just go and do the same thing yeah, to yeah. them, you know. But you know, people get the, the you get your the, the, the scent of blood almost when you've got oh there's one chip left if I kill a win. Um and you know, if you only get one range three shot and he's focused, um, and sitting next to an objective every turn, it's like, well you're probably not gonna kill him and he's just scored another point. So yeah. you know. Yeah.
3: Do something else.
0: It's interesting. Um Yeah, yeah
3: I yeah. I honestly, I like that trade off and I and I liked it more than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. It in the X Wing setting. It's uh,
0: in- oh, great it's good to hear.
3: It's good to hear. It's it not for
1: me, though. It pains me to say it, but I am glad that Tom's going to carry on playing. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, know. I, I enjoy meeting Tom at events because we don't get to see him much because of the distance. Tom's great, but it, it just a means Tuesday there's less night.
2: chance of me winning now. Tony might wish i told Tom Tom not playing out. again, and I was like, now's my <laughs> chance. <laughs>
0: Liam, you've not even experienced it. I've had five years of it. Anytime Element runs something bigger than a game night kit on a Tuesday night, I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have a chance. Oh, no. No, no. 100-player store championships, 120-player regionals, Nerf Herder at 120, opens at 60, 70, 100. There's top-end players coming from all over the place. It's like, will I ever win something in my local store? No. If I want to <laughs> win a store championship, I have to go to Barrow and Furnace and play against the four people <laughs> like Bob used to do. <laughs> Seriously. That's not even a joke.
1: Well, it's it's the light district. That.
0: Yeah, it was the Lake District, weren't it? Yeah, he went up yeah. to a little, little game store in the Lake District to get his buy for regionals so that he could <laughs> offer everybody who had a regionals buy breakfast at his house. Um, yeah, yeah. Special secret thing. It's all right. We know he doesn't listen anymore because he's not on himself. It's um, so fine. I would say this to his face anyway. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but I mean,
1: it's, He clearly it's... doesn't listen
0: because regularly I say how much I'm missing. And he <laughs> would... Uh... He would definitely be like, Oh, you all miss me. <laughs> it's one of the great things about um <clears throat> about Tournament X Way about playing it element and it's one of the things that we get, which is that when we run big tournaments, we get a lot of people turn up. Um, which means that, you know, the competition gets good and it means that we get to, you know, actually test ourselves against really good players as opposed to thinking we're great because we keep winning our local store championship and then you go and hit, you know, something in Birmingham and you go two and four. And you're sad because yeah. you don't understand what's just happened. And it's like I think um, you can be
3: very safe in the knowledge that if you win at element you've you've done all right.
0: Yeah, you're decent. I mean there's yeah. the, the, the gaming de- the, I think it's the gaming den and Basingstoke, which is the the ridiculous um level of play on just a weekly basis yeah. where they've got like Ben Lee and Don Flanagan and you know, pe- people of that calibre who just trot up there for their game night kits. You know, I think Martin Chambers plays there as well. And it's like, uh, and, and decent you know, room, yeah. And it's like every every single thing they run, it's you know. Oh, well, he's a he's a system open champion. He's a European champions champion. He's a nationals champion. He's, he's yeah, yeah. he he top he top headed worlds. He top four, and it's just like, right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll be happy to
3: go evens down there. If I ever, it's quite the it's quite a little room, but it's pretty savage.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's reminded me of the, like the um the expo on a um like the expo was a. It was like taking the top half of a 150-person Nationals event and basically just saying, right, you guys play among yourselves um, and the rest of you, you can just go away and do other things, you know, because it was... Yeah,
3: to be be honest, that was sort of mentioned. A couple of people I've spoken to, it was... For various reasons, some of them X-Wing related, some of them life. Obviously, the numbers there were quite low. Yeah. um, But actually, that what you'd effectively done is wiped out the sort of casual half yeah, of a much bigger room. Yeah. Um, and, and it felt that way, like I had six genuinely hard games.
0: Mm-hmm. You, I think there were probably a couple of freebies in the room, but there weren't many. And by freebies... No, I, yeah, there I, certainly weren't many. That's an awful thing to say, but, you know, games <laughs> with players who are very enthusiastic, but not skilled. And, I
3: can't you believe know, you said that. Liam did quite well.
0: He did do he did do all right, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm he's not biting. I'm not you, biting. Have, have. You stopped, have you stopped being sad yet, Liam? Uh I have, yeah. I had uh,
2: I had a game had a game late last night which uh, really brought my mood back up.
0: Oh thank you're welcome.
1: It's nice to get a win. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you just roll over and show your belly? I mean, he did bring it. It was one of the things that has interested me with the switch to 2.6 mm-hmm. is that I was very up, and then I probably made one positional mistake with one of my ships, um, which then meant that Liam was able to turn three ships into. So I was playing 4 Y wings and pull, and I dropped one of my Y wings out of the fight to contest objectives, which was a mm-hmm. conscious choice. Um, but it then meant that it opened gaps up for his son fac and um zam in fire spray to start um basically one one rounding the the y wings um, because there wasn't the fourth one there to threaten them so they were able to yeah. get into spaces and i was like right um and it came back from like me being i don't know it was like 13 three up or something like that to, he ended up winning 24 23 on the last turn um because I, yeah. I couldn't kill his his ships fast enough, basically, at that point. And I ran out of ships to contest objectives um, against his, Sam's um, big base. So he was able to always claim one um, where Poe was on her and cruising around ready to murder stuff. But I ran out of time and ran out of turns. But how many turns did we play, Liam? Was it nine or ten?
3: I think it
2: was nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's basically... I don't think he claimed enough points early enough. Because yeah. you started off on four, then you went to three, and then I think you hit a constant trickle of two and then you had that one term where you committed the wrong way and then it was I was deleting a ship a term, wasn't I? Yeah. But I don't, know, I don't exactly. think my my list, there is no way it was viable in two point five when it first dropped. So it's yeah. nice knowing that with the changes, and I'm a fan of the changes, uh <clears throat> that I've now got this option in the game.
0: I yeah, can go that's, back to what ship list. A three-ship list with tractor
3: shenanigans. I I thought someone. I played a couple of three-ship lists and three-ship lists generally with quite large bases that actually didn't do too badly on the objective front.
0: Yeah, it It it, depends on the objective. Yes. yeah, Yeah. Just about to say the same thing. You've got four different scenario types. You've got chance engagement, which they're fine with because you know, being having one ship just inside of range two of it is. You know that's just something you plan for um then you've got salvage where you've got the towing one where if you've got a three ship list you're probably punching really hard, so you're I okay suspect they, they found that
3: they'll fight they'd find that a little bit harder,
0: yeah, but you don't take the objectives on that one you let them take just objectives fight. and waste their actions so that they're tokenless yeah when yeah you're torping them or hitting them with five dice some fact
3: i play I played against bit. the big the big three ship lists on um the the one where you got to be in proximity to them and the larger bases count for more yeah. ships.
0: Yeah, yeah, Finger yeah. The
2: hill.
3: Yeah, and they, Assault. And they felt... Assault. De- Assault. They, felt, yeah. they felt decent there.
0: I mean, you can park a big base ship in between three objectives and score all of them. Yeah. Um, or you can easily park it inside of two objectives and score both of them. And, you know, I've yeah, seen they, a lot of people were... doing that.
3: I, I thought they felt... Um... I actually got wins in those scenarios, but only because I managed to get Vader into a place where he could start to perform some serious damage quickly enough um, to remove one of the big bases. But otherwise, I thought actually in terms of just pure objective, they they were in a pretty strong place.
0: Yeah. I mean, Defender Vader's rude, so, you know, you just get him yeah. into range two of things that have got one defense dice and he's just punching two or three damage plus crits because you've got Malice. And he's just punching yeah, yeah. and punching and punching, you know, and then the big bases start taking the crits. And he, he's a ship who exists to not... He, he does not score objective points at nine points. He's got to get nine points yeah. of kill, basically. To, he's got to, to kill stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit I, in the I, I find what's quite uh,
3: interesting over the... Sorry.
0: No, you go, you go.
3: As to say, what was quite interesting over the days, because because it isn't just a pure fight and because there's there's lots more going on, lots of my opponents made clearly made a conscious decision that actually they just weren't going to kill Vader. Yeah. Um, and what all that actually did is let him go really offensive, um, which almost helped him because it wasn't a straight fight and the people have got other things to think about. I felt that actually he managed to do more work because he was never... I had one opponent who tried to focus him, tried to kill box him, and once they missed the kill box, that was probably the game. Um, but actually, the five of my other opponents actually didn't really make that decision to even try and kill him.
0: Yeah, I've I've noticed they that just late. focused elsewhere. Yeah, I'm I'm playing that Poe plus four Y wings in resistance, and it's seven point Poe, so it's, he's not quite as as big as Vader. But um, people just don't target Poe. Because he's um, hard to kill and he's I6 and he's got overdrive thrusters, so he can just disappear. Um, you know, if you don't point three arcs at him, you're just not probably going to be shooting him at all, sort of thing. So people just don't bother. Um, you know, and if they do turn towards him, you disengage for one turn and then you can, you know, you can be re-engaged to turn after. Um yeah. and yeah, it it's it's the interesting thing about these high value ships. Like when you get up to kind of seven, eight, nine point, particularly small base ships. But you get a seven, eight, nine point ship, you look at it and you think, can I kill that in five, six, seven turns? Is it worth me investing the time to try and kill box it when I know yeah. that if I fail, I've lost the game. But if I win, I've won the game. So it's a it's a conscious decision that you need to make. Um as to whether you're you're gonna try even things like Bosk or the Gauntlets, you know, even the you know, the big the big health, big base ships. You know, if you're going to get seven or eight turns, you probably can kill it. But if you're going to only get five or six turns in a game, um, you know, yeah, it's not going to die. Yeah, particularly with the double reinforced Bosque, which people have been yes tra- chatting about as a way to combat the alpha strike. It's like, how about you roll a dice and then you subtract two from whatever damage they do, and you take one on the shield. Um, <laughs> it's like, <all> right, okay. <laughs> Anybody who still torps you when you're in that situation is an absolute mug it's a long and short of it but um yeah cool well um i mean is there anything kind of you want to say and summing up to to maybe people and i don't know how many people are still listening to us who have kind of quit i would
3: mind just before before i shoot off and leave you to the rest of the conversation um but i guess i think what i'd say in summary is coming from someone who genuinely hated it hated the changes hated everything about it try it Go and actually put the ships on the table, play a scenario, and try and see what you think. Try and get out of the mindset of it being, they killed my game, so I hate them. Try and think, well, this is a new game. Let's judge it in its own merits, in a vacuum, away from any misconceptions previously. And I genuinely found that I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, And what I'd also say is, I have actually been and played since Expo as well. Oh. Um, mainly just to confirm that it wasn't just that big room feeling that I missed. Mm-hmm. And seeing all my all my friends that I've not seen for years. Mm-hmm. For a couple of years, some of them. Um, so I've, I've been away and played locally now. And actually I can confirm the game is just better than I thought it was.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. I mean, yeah, we've been um, reflecting on that like myself and Ben on a Tuesday night and then here on the podcast sometimes we are kind of saying it is different it might not be better but yes. it is a good game in its own right um
3: but that's the message that's absolutely the key
0: yeah, it's like people who say you're gonna to have to bear with me for the age of my references but it's like people who say Rage Against the Machine's second album Evil Empire wasn't a good album the problem is you're comparing it against Rage Against the Machine's First album, Killing in the Name of, which is one of the best debut albums that's ever been re- recorded ever. Um, so it's like, well, actually, Evil Empire is probably quite a good album. Yeah. But you're comparing if, if, it against if you
3: a great yeah, album. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think that's so, a really good yeah. analogy for where we're at. Actually, the um, game isn't bad. It's just not, okay, it's not, I'm not saying this is the same game that I maybe want to go and travel the world and play like I did with previous editions. However, it is a decent game and it's enjoyable and there's a lot more nuance and tactics to it than I gave it credit for. Um, and, it, and I will genuinely go and give it a go.
0: Brilliant, thank you. What were you going to say there, Liam?
2: I was going to say Counterpoint. Kings Leon had three good albums, then released Only by the Night, and that was horrible.
0: <laughs> well, there's another few editions of X-Wing to go before we hit Only by the Night anyway, so that's be fine. So, OK, uh, well, we've talked about... Um, why we should all play the game that we're playing but give it a try so you know talk to people that you know who are uh who've maybe dropped away from the game and say you know um it might be worth them coming back and giving it another go in 2.6 now they've knocked some of the edges off it if they treat it as a different game so um we just wanted to talk a little bit on liam to to your expo run um clearly it was a bit raw last time we recorded because you just come off the back of not quite making cut with a couple of uh, rather nasty one, so you're in a bit of a better spot to talk about it at the minute.
2: Uh, yeah, to be fair, the only reason, like, I'd have talked, I've talked to everyone about it since, uh, and it's, it, like, I was happy to talk about it, but I had other things going on. Yeah, so I, I, like, that's why I wasn't on last week, really, that and dealing with a stressful furry ball of teeth. <laughs> uh.
0: That's no way to talk about your girlfriend, man. calm down. <laughs>
2: Okay, the uh, the mini stressful ball of teeth.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, we did chat a little bit about it. Um, when you weren't here, we were talking about you. But basically, the, the long story short is you were 4-0. Um, and then you had two games to play in to make the cut, which was 4-1. And you didn't make cut. You ended up being 4-2. Um, yeah. And you lost to Your two losses were to... The two finalists. So you lost to Bartosz in round five and then to Martin Chivers in round six. Um, yes. Yeah. So, you know, if you're gonna lose to anybody in a tournament, losing to the people that end up at top table is, is probably, you know, the easiest way to kind of relieve the grief of not quite making it, but it's still difficult, I guess, um to beat. I do think looking back on it, I don't
2: know if you guys wanna either disagree or agree, but I think I've been overly harsh on myself. Mm-hmm. given the fashion that. that I went out. I did tell I know you that. It, you have to tell me a few times. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was overly harsh because, yeah, I met Bartosh, and I said to Bartosz at the end of the game, that's where I went wrong. And just moving two speed slower with grudge meant I couldn't set up my chaff properly the next turn, mm-hmm. despite the, like, the reach I can get on it. And that effectively just put me at a massive disadvantage. Like I lost grudge for nothing. So that lost me that game. Uh, like I was speaking to Ben and Tim at the beginning of the day that my head wasn't quite there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So going 4-0 was a big thing for me. Yeah, I lost to Bartosz 4-1. and But then I walked off with Bartosz, had a casual conversation. Uh, he bought me a beer, which I'm very thankful for, sat down. And I felt a little more there, a little more there for it against Martin. Mm-hmm. I got a cracking engage. Uh, I'd already heard before that he was quite scared of chaff, so I was like, let me just ram it down his throat. And then I ended up bottlenecking him through rocks. But there was three things that didn't come off. Well, there's three things I, three three mistakes that happened. I got greedy begrudged, leaving him in there when I should have just ran. I turned the wrong way with Static, because if I'd turned the other way, I could have claimed a point. And what was the other one? You didn't
0: rotate and shoot Wampa on the last
2: turn. That's the one, yeah. Didn't rotate and shoot Wampa. Yeah, They're the only which... mistakes. I would like. And still, I went out on a variant spike. Now, a lot of people have said to me, it's gutting the way you went out. And this is one of the rants I've had quite often, and I've been pushing this. A lot of people will go straight for dice as a get out of jail, not my fault, this is what happened. And people have mentioned it to me when I've lost. Uh, I'll bet your dice rubbish and i refuse to blame the dice. I'll go, no, there is somewhere I went wrong there. Like Martin said to me, he was like, that was really unlikely. And I was like, yes, but my mistakes at the time, like it took me a good two minutes to pinpoint it. But I sat there, I was like, there is a mistake that allowed this to happen
0: yeah so you put and your the... ships in a situation that allowed that variant spike to negatively impact your game basically yeah um, and you you know had you rotated and shot Wumper, then he's shooting you with two dice single modded trying to do two damage to kylo at range three um to yeah. get the points when you've got three dice plus a focus um and he's got two dice so you need one paint rather than two paint um yeah to avoid being killed um, and yeah, it was super unlikely, but it would have been even more super unlikely for you to blank out um, for him, you know, just to prevent that single point of damage because he's, you know, and if you shoot him, maybe you force him to spend his focus so he doesn't die because you get a good shot back into him first of all, or whatever. You know, yes. it's just one of those things that well, we've talked about it ad nauseum in episodes past about if you're going to if you're going to always blame your dice, or you're going to try and say my opponent just flew me then you need to look at what mistakes you made that made you either say, my dice were put in the opportunity where they could betray me or what did my opponent do or what did I do that made it so that my opponent outflew me? What choices did my opponent make that I wasn't able to react to? And if you can do that self-reflection and you can look at the outcome of your games self-critically rather than looking for an outside force and trying to always blame that, then you will become a better player um so the the conversation that i had with you on the i think it was the saturday night may, maybe you messaged me um because i'd messaged you something supportive after round 4 and <laughs> yeah you had, did you hadn't read it until after round 6 and then i was like oh man um but you know i i messaged you that and you were like you know oh here are the three mistakes i made and the first thing that i thought to myself was well he knows you know he knows what the mistakes were which means that you know I can't go and talk to him about it. About you know, you've just got a little bit screwed over by variance there, because you're not looking at variance. You're saying reflectively, what did I do that led to me losing the game? Um, Could I have won it the turn before so that that couldn't happen? If I'd claimed a point earlier in the game, would that have ticked me over to twenty? Or you know, could I have run in a different direction? Could I have you know predicted something a little bit better because of the way he was playing? All of those things that. Sometimes you just think, oh, well, I've lost. Forget about it. And, and, and don't get me wrong, that is a skill. Being able to say, well, I've lost. Now I need to forget about it because I need to go and win the next game. Um, that's the sports psychology element of being able to wash your brain clean and start again. Um, but then you need to be able to go back and think about why you made the mistakes that you made and how you can not exactly the time. Um, so I think. Not... Yeah, go on. Go on. Oh, go on. on.
2: Uh, so basically, there was a turning point for me because I used to be one of these dice salty people. Uh, and there was a comment made by Bob D on one of the uh, like early, I say it's it was a two point version uh, of the podcast, mm-hmm. and Bob D said he turned up to the uh, the system open and just on the bottom tables it was large people moaning about dice, and I'm like there isn't a lot of data to go on by that comment, but let's be honest, bottom tables moaning about dice if it's a common complaint, there is a d- there is a common denominator there. That's a list. That's a set of people not willing to accept where they have or haven't gone wrong. I do get frustrated at dice, but I will never check dice stats in a game. Like, I'll, I'll get frustrated, but I'm like, no, because I, I will quickly snap and go, dice, do dice things. This happens. When people say that shouldn't happen, if the chances of that happening are not 0%, then you should consider that. And if it does yeah. turn up, don't be surprised, because yeah. you know if it's not 0%, it can happen.
0: I mean, a great way to, um, a great way to look at that is you, you take Rebel Fen Rao and you point him at Wedge, and then Wedge fires a Proton Torpedo, and you say you can't spend your target lock or your focus Wedge, and then Wedge rolls four hits out of hand and deletes one of your ships. Um,
1: or if you me just forget about that ability
0: yeah um, <laughs> but you know welcome, welcome back by the way um oh I was, so, I
1: was trying to seamlessly slide back in
0: <laughs> no we're talking about your absence don't worry um All so right. the um the uh the the, the thing with that ferner ability is that it massively um pushes the bell curve to one side to reduce the the possibility that you're going to get those maximum things because you're not allowed to spend um your things but there is still the you know, whatever it is, two percent chance that you're going to roll four hit results out of exactly four dice. Um, like there's still the two percent chance that or like a not point not not two percent chance, whatever it is that with you know, a target lock you're gonna roll four blanks into four blanks, or four blanks into three blanks in a focus, and then you spend your focus and you get one hit. There there is a chance that a torp whiffs like that. Um, and you know, you've you've got to account for that. You know, you'd be disappointed and say, Oh man. That really should have done three and a half hits. Yeah, on average, it should. But it's a dice game. It's always been a dice game. And if you want to play with average dice results, you can do that. You know, you can just math it out. Yeah, you can math it out. You can get Gate of Storm's X-Wing dice calculator up in a browser. Um, And you can say, right, I'm shooting you at range three with a focus and a lock. And you're defending with three greens and a focus, which means I, on average, do one damage to you. So, right, take a shield. And you can do that. And that way you can figure out exactly, you know, but I think it takes all of the fun out of the game. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah, if you're practicing for a big tournament and you're wanting to run through reps and some super unlikely spike of variance happens on the first engagement and you lose a ship, don't go, oh, well, let's keep playing and see what happens. Say, right, that was super unlikely. Let's re-rack it. You've won this one. It's hard for me to get it back. Um, Let's re-rack and go again and see if, what happens if that spike doesn't happen um but now i'm conscious that that spike Mm. can happen so maybe i don't put my ship there sort of thing Um,
2: i think the reason people moaning about their dice bothers me so much is because as someone who's played against people who've moaned about their dice and seen it happen to other people at the person moaning about their dice you see them and you see their opponent you just see the light just go from their eyes because it's just like i've done nothing right like it completely yeah. kills the experience of the game for them. Yeah, I've, I've It doesn't matter you. the result. And it's just yeah. like, it's really poor sportsmanship and it really bothers me. So yeah. I, I've, I've messaged flips to like every other day going, if you remove the dice stats yet. Because people <laughs> don't understand how to use them. Because yeah. context is a big thing. I've seen people go, oh, I didn't get natural evades across all of them. I'm like, yeah, but you got three natural evades, and but you use those three natural evades to dodge one shot. Dice stats don't tell you the, the game. They just give you an average amount. And I'll say it, your dice aren't supposed to be average across one game. They'll generally average out across the thousand times you roll them. So if you play 10 games in a day, you might get average, but you just won't have average across each game. So it means absolutely nothing. And I think by blaming your dice, you are being a bit of an arsehole. I hope that one gets past him. It
0: might do. <laughs> you never know. Um, it, it, it is, I mean, yeah, I I just want to agree with you because it is one of those things where, you know, if you beat somebody in a genuinely, um, like in a genuinely close game and you feel like you've played really well, you've made some good decisions, um, you know, you've spent your tokens wisely, you know, on defense and on attack and you've won the game and your opponent goes, oh man, I can't believe how hot your dice were there. And you're sitting there going, I can remember one roll where I rolled well out of hand. And yep. apart from that, I don't think my dice were hot. Um, you know, And you do get those ones. Ben, ben loves it when this happens, when somebody's <laughs> got target lock focus and they roll four hits out of hand. And it's like, well, the fact you didn't need to spend them is almost worse. Yeah, um, that's, my, yeah. that's worse for
1: me. Because I expect you to get all the damage, but you've still got them there. It's like you smarmy
0: little get. Yeah, now you've got it for defence. Now you've got your focus for defence and a lock for next turn. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's the thing where, you know, it, it's like, you know, if somebody just, um, it's something that used to be a pet peeve of mine. People don't tend to do it anymore, which is, um, oh, maybe just against me, but it's the, I wouldn't have done that move on a tournament. <laughs> af- after they do a move and you call that they're going to do that move and then you kill the ship and you win the game and they go, I wouldn't have done that move if it was a tournament. I just did it because we were just messing about. And it's like, if you're playing a super casual, we're just jousting each other and throwing dice game, that's fine. Because at no point in that game are you ever going to disengage and try and play keep away to get, you know, preserve points or whatever. Uh, but if you've been playing a serious com- competitive game and then with five minutes left, they suddenly just turn into the joust, you're like, well, I have to assume that you thought you were going to catch me out here um, and you haven't. And now I've won the game because you made a mistake. Um, and then they say, oh, I wouldn't have done that if it was a, if, if it had been a tournament or if it had been a serious game. It's like, oh, OK, thanks. You've taken the, the joy of the victory away from me. I don't win often enough to have people taking the joy of the victory away from me when I do. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we don't need to talk about what makes us grumpy. Um, no, I, um, I, I,
2: will, I will point out there are times, especially as younger players, though, uh, you do notice them get disheartened by results and you ask them, go, what would you have changed? and They'll go, nothing. And I'm just like, well, you just can't let it get on top of you because dice do dice things and you can't let things you can't affect affect you because that's just a one-way relationship and it will only affect you negatively. Mm-hmm. So you need to kind of help people get into the mentality of understanding what they can change and what they should change. And hopefully, it brings a little more of a level-headed approach to uh, how people play the game.
0: Yeah, it's one of the reasons why when I'm playing with um, with my kids who are very young, I always give them four aces because then they've always got things that they can spend to change their dice around. Um, and it is, you know, a very re- a very solid approach just to gaming in general. Never mind when you're playing against an eight-year-old, as you go, you know, well, if you want to take a Jedi who's got three dice. Plus force and rerolls from a lat, then you know you're you're massively pushing your bell curve to the right. Your 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 chances of doing you know one or zero hits is, are very very low. Your chances of doing three or four hits are very very high. Um, you know you you just need to you need to be able to fly those ships in the right way to maximise the the value that you're getting out of them. Um, so you know you you can do that, and we're starting to see lists now being built that have got kind of built in mods and dice being impacted so you know isb jingoists are very popular with their um take a strain and now i'm going to shoot you when you've got less greens um, i think
1: it's more that they're cheap
0: and also they're cheap <laughs> but there's there's other two pointers and they're making it in as two two pointers over you know wampa or the generics or um valen or whatever his name is you know and and their i4 you know they've got a lot of stuff going for them at two um i suspect that along with some of my beloved resistance Y-wings, those are going to be the ships that um, Mm. just get tickled upwards a little bit into being three-pointers or four-pointers. All the loadout, please. Oh, yeah, just remove the loadout so they can't have contraband (laughs) (laughs) cybernetics. Oh, you mean the Y-wings?
1: It's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) He said it in the chat, and I was like, I really don't want to buy more (laughs) Y-wings.
0: I didn't want to buy them, but I got a good deal on the second box, so I, I had to. I got, I got to be fair, it's a list uh, of Poe's really it's fun, fun to fly. List. Yeah, Sorry. Poe's great fun to fly, and I was sent earlier on to, to Tom. People don't point at him. Um, and if they do, you're kind of okay with it, because then the Y-Wings are doing what they want to do while people are trying to chase Poe down. Um, and he can rope it open an entire list if he wants to. Just like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to three straight, boost barrel roll and do the same again next turn I just um, never
1: bond well with the resistance as a faction no, a, no they win with no friendship
2: choice. and I hate that
0: <laughs> friendship <laughs> and happy joy and token passing that's what it's all about um, no there's only like, one acceptable
2: form of token passing So
0: is, is that sun fact with ensnare yes Right. <laughs> that, not after awesome. what you did to me last night with sun with ensnare to my poor y-wings How's about, you do,
2: exams? How about <laughs> I do a five <laughs> dice bullseye
0: range one attack on you, and you don't get to roll that green dice you've got? I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay.
2: The thing is, like with some of those rolls, you could have gone, Liam. Your dice are really hot, but you what, didn't because yeah, but with some of would, them, you mean with all games? of
0: them, with all of them, with oh, every yeah, single fair, one of those, I could have gone, Liam. <laughs> your dice are really hot. You've rolled five paint out of hand again. <laughs> I, the, we were like, two,
2: oh, I think it was I'll the two keep balls I attacked, <laughs> four I'll keep and five. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Got funny. four and five paint, and I was like, "Yep, that'll do it." <laughs> this is to the, the thing point that was... where I didn't think about who we shoot in next. I thought I was going to have to put more shots into this one ship.
0: Sad. It was the thing with them with Tuesday nights, though, because like yeah i i always know when ben's dice are doing dice things when i just hear the laughter starting from the other side Man. of the room and uh, yeah yours yeah um, and uh, <laughs> dave's dave's the same as well dave has a very distinctive high single ha laugh that he does which i can't replicate It's um, probably the best know, you know that his dice have finally, finally failed him um, because they don't fail him often. Um, but when they do, <laughs> um, he does this—he does this very distinctive laugh—and it's like, oh, he's just blanked out on something.
1: <laughs> it's like, but you know, I love his little game. shock when it actually happens to him. It's like, well, my dice don't do this.
0: It's like, yeah, they do, <laughs> It's just not often. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll not talk about dice anymore. Um, so uh cool. Um So I mean. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Do you guys have anything else to talk about?
2: Uh, no? Let's talk about Cad <laughs> Do What Does to? everyone else think of his eyes?
0: I think they're, they're doing me. They're red. They're red. Oh, I did want to actually just mention that I'm in the Kyber Cup cut. Woo! Um, I went four and one, and I am playing. It's great at... to be in it for one round, isn't it, mate? I know. Well, I'm playing again. <laughs> oh, I was oh, to list... be in it for one round. <laughs> The list of impaired We're, we're in the fan final, Liam. The super secret team tournament. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we've not done this any favors there either, have we? <laughs>
0: oh, mate. The, well, I have, I have li-
1: just seen a message off Chris, and uh, he said he'd lost a ship, so he's not going super well, so nobody can pull it back. No. You better. What but were you saying,
0: like, Rich? I was just going to say the list of impaired into was. Um, while i'm flying something pretty degenerate with four y-wings and poe um he's flying something that i don't believe is actually a legal list because it shouldn't fit but apparently it does um so <laughs> he's got vizier in a pulp he's got x1 vader um with afterburners far control um, pattern analyzer and malice and then he's got two isb jingoists we put modulators on them instead of um, contraband. So at least if they turn around, they won't have tokens or they'll be strained. And then he's got Moff Gideon in a TIE fighter, which I only knew what he did because you've been using him, Ben. With <laughs> how, how do you know that they won't have um, tokens? They might overtune and then do this. Yeah, and then K turn. Yeah, but then at uh, least. K sorry. Yeah. Uh, but then he's got Moff Gideon with Mag warheads targeting computer and overtuned modulators. And he's got Wampa with Ruthless. So he's got two <laughs> ships that are going to be pushing crits if they need to. Um, and it's uh, salvage as well, so it's towing crates. So he's going to be able to force my Y-Wings to just drop crates left, right, and center. So I'm going to have to go murdering. But he's got six ships, and one of them is a Reaper carrying Palpatine, and one of them is Darth Vader in an X-1. So, yeah. That's that's quite <laughs> but I've got But I've got bombs, so it's going to be an interesting combination of um, seeing what happens, basically. But I'm flying it. One 6 o'clock tomorrow morning I'm playing so um, for when this goes out it'll be 6 o'clock yesterday morning I'll have played so we'll see how it goes
2: I've got faith I've got one criticism of that list What is it? You need Deadman Switch and Ruthless across uh, your list put Deadman Switch on the Jingoists and just send them in there to die use them as your (laughs) Ruthless monkeys it'll be great, you'll have a good time
0: I mean (laughs) they're I4 so there's a or chance that they live to shoot, and then Vizier can pop them, but then they can't have pulp, so pulp's pretty good because they all those ships just take an evade, and then they've got a floating force point to use um for defense as well so um it does rely a little bit those tie fighters rely a lot on uh their dice basically to to push damage um because they've got no hard runner rerolls um, or access to discipline drilling. So it's going to be an interesting game. So the the guy's on the West coast of America. So he's playing at 9 PM and I'm playing at 6 AM. So he's going to play tonight as we're recording and I'm playing tomorrow morning. So (laughs) I'm living in the future for him. It's like me playing against an Aussie. So I think we're just going to leave it there for now. So, um, before we drop off, um, Tom, have you any shout outs that you want to do?
3: Uh, Nothing, nothing specifically for me really just, um, Just like like I said before, go give it a go. Um, Take it from me; it's better than I thought it was. Um, And I'm looking forward to going. I
0: was just going to say, are you going to give give credit to the person who who gave you your list for the expo?
3: Uh, They know who they are.
0: Oh, I don't want to name drop. Fair enough. Fair enough.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You were saying you you were just going to say, go give it a go. Yeah.
3: Yeah, give it a go. It's good. It's um, it's enjoyable and, and there's some depth to it. Cool. Uh, yourself
0: Liam any shout outs
2: I'm going to shout out Born in Uh naturally uh, there's a tournament on the 9th of July please come along tickets are on the website and there's a link somewhere on Facebook just message me ok
0: was that just a general please slide into my DMs kind of <laughs> yeah. At the end there was it
2: <laughs> yeah I'm lonely <laughs> even with your puppy bless him he's asleep I coughed and he just walked off and got into his crate.
0: <laughs> you are a bit scary. Yeah, I know. Literally about 20 times his size.
2: <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> stop him biting, me.
0: <laughs> okay, so then uh, it's goodbye from uh, me. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye from Liam. Toodles. Goodbye from Ben.
3: Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye
0: from Tom. <laughs> See you later.
3: See you later.